0: it's time to unleash the expert what is he an expert on Relationships, sex spirituality and rediscovering yourself beyond the trauma get ready to unleash more purpose passion and pleasure in your life here's the expert himself mr brandon patrick what's up everybody welcome to the brandon patrick show this is me talking with a really weird voice um you're not on somebody else's show uh this is me i I've lost my voice um I got my drink here to try to kind of wet it down once in a while so I can keep talking. but I just barely got done with the radiant dawn conference our women's conference that uh our women's retreat that me and Tyler do and uh at that retreat um i uh I do a lot of talking, I even yell a little bit <laughs> and my voice just couldn't handle it. So um, if anyone is listening who attended that retreat, I just want to say hi to you and glad that you're listening. And it was awesome having you at the retreat. Um, I want to start by sharing a review that I got. So one of my first reviews here on the Brandon Patrick show. So thank you so much. It means a lot, especially at the beginning. Um, And if you could take just a few minutes for me, and leave me a review right now. That would mean a lot and really help. And it just says amazing content. So good to get more help from Brandon and get such great help and insight. Thanks for the good you're doing in the world. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that. And that's really nice. Um, so, yeah, please go leave me a review. Leave me a rating. Um, I would really appreciate that. So I got my drink. I got my topic. I'm ready to go. Here we go. And the topic I have today is I think a really fascinating one and one that's really, really amazing when you understand it because it it puts the power back in your hands to manifest the life that you want and create the life that you actually want. So I'm going to talk about, you know, why trauma treatment is important, but more importantly, how doing your trauma work can actually open up possibilities for changing everything about your life and manifesting different outcomes in your life. Um, And I do want to warn you, when you listen to this episode, um, you can't unlearn what I tell you right now. So um, you won't be able to completely be a victim to your life anymore. Uh, You won't be able to, blame everything else for why you have what you have in your life. And so if you if you want to stay stuck in victimhood, <clears throat> if you don't want to move forward from the 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 hard experiences you had in your life, then uh you're not going to love listening to this episode. But if you do want to get out of out of victim, if you do want to move forward, if you want to find peace and healing and happiness and create abundance and all of those things, then uh you're going to love this episode. So, um, so I, I'm going to work backwards today some. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work backwards. We're going to dig down to trauma. So, hang in here with me. You'll understand the process I'm going through as I'm talking about this. And I hope to give some examples so that you can really understand what I'm talking about here. Um, just so you understand, I am an expert in treatment of trauma. Um, I've been trained in in several modalities that treat trauma. And I have really shifted in my work. I used to say that I focused on addiction, um, but I realized that a lot of what I was doing was just treating symptoms and not actually getting down to the root of things. So um for years I've been a therapist focused on trauma treatment, focused on training therapists on how to get to the root of things. And um so so let's do this. I'll, I'll talk to you about the process here that we go through. Um, the first thing I want to look at is uh, I want to look at how, um, like, wh- what are the outcomes of your life? Okay. So we're going we're gonna to work down. We're going to work backwards, like I say. Let's look at the symptoms of life first. So what are the outcomes of your life? Um, what is the suffering? What, is, what are the symptoms? So a lot of times people don't even want to look at the outcomes of their life. And these are the people, um, they're in a pre-contemplative state of change. They don't want to go to therapy. Um, they don't want to deal with anything. They just want to trudge forward, move forward, be in denial. Um, even if life sucks, they're not going to deal with it um those who actually want to change will stop for a second and take some inventory and say is are things really working for me is my life what i want it to be um you know i'm on my third marriage uh, about to get divorced maybe maybe i need to look at some things my addictions are raging maybe i need to look at some things my finances are a mess maybe i need to look at some things Um, I hate myself. I think I'm horrible. I think I'm ugly and terrible. Maybe I need to look at some things. Okay. So we all have our different symptoms of life. We have our different things that, that, that we're sitting in our suffering. Maybe you have that golden handcuff job where it's like, yeah, I hate it. I don't feel any purpose, but it pays the bills. So I'm stuck. Maybe you need to look at that. Why are you staying stuck? Um, why are you only so intimate with your partner? Why are you only so willing to take so much risk in your life and, and, and stuck in fear in so many ways? So the stumbling blocks to facing the, the outcomes of your life are, are these things. Um, oftentimes we feel beaten down. So I don't have enough energy to even look. Um, life's hard, I'm depressed, I'm beaten down, I'm stressed, when do I have time to actually stop and say, what's actually happening in my life? We just wake up, we live and breathe, we survive, and we don't take the time to stop and say, what's going on here? Um, We feel hopeless. Okay. Um, I was talking to a person uh, over the weekend, and she said, is there even a chance for me to feel better? Like, I don't know if I can actually figure myself out at this point. I'm just so beaten down. And, but I got to say good for her that she was there at a retreat and she was there saying, I'm looking, I'm looking at myself. I'm doing some of my own work. I'm doing some of this stuff. Um, another stumbling block to seeing the outcomes in our life is denial. Um, I once I was in Las Vegas and I got on an elevator and I looked at the woman in the elevator with me and she had this really long hair coming right out of her nose, like out, out of the front of her nose. So it was like growing out of her nose. the longest hair I'd ever seen on someone's nose. And I wondered why, you know, why doesn't she pluck that or do something about that long hair coming out of her face. Um, I later found out it was a cultural thing, and that's why she didn't. But it was a beauty mark to her, and we can talk. We'll talk about perspective later. But one of the analogies I, I drew from it was maybe she looks in the mirror and she, she, her brain just makes it so that she can't see it because it's so overwhelming, it's so hard, and because she doesn't see it, it continues to grow and grow and grow, but she doesn't want to see it. That's a metaphor for the problems in our life. When our relationships break down, when our weight increases, when our addictions get worse, we don't want to face the reality of how difficult it is, so we stay we stay stuck in denial. All right, so at this level, when we're looking at the, at the outcomes of our life, there is some opportunity. Um, if you're willing to get humble, if you're willing to take a look, then you can really take an inventory of your life. You can get conscious. um, You can realize that there's so many opportunities for change in your life that a lot of the stuff, a lot of the crap that you're experiencing in your life is absolutely changeable. And you can feel a lot of hope if you're willing to look. You can look at it and say, okay, yeah, I'm stuck there. I've been really stuck there. But you know what? At least I realize I'm stuck. And at least I realize that I play a part in that. And I have an ability to actually shift it and change it. Taking a look at your problems and the symptoms of your life is absolutely healthy. And it and it it brings hope. A lot of times though, it also brings some accountability and some responsibility. And uh, that's what we want to avoid. And that's why I say we'd rather play the victim rather than really own that these are the outcomes of my life. You know, it's hard to look at things like, I'll just make some things up, but like um, I have horrible relationships with my own children. That's a hard thing to look at. Um. I have compulsions that dominate my life. That's a hard thing to look at um, or whatever whatever it may be. And that's why a lot of, when you look at addiction, a lot of times a person struggling with addiction is in complete denial about how bad their addiction is because it's so hard to actually look at it and their addiction gets worse and worse and worse. Just like that lady's hair on her nose. All right, let's go one layer underneath the outcomes of your life, Okay. Um, those outcomes are coming into your life for a reason. And if we look at why, it's because you're you're practicing certain behaviors in your life. There's certain things that you're doing that are manifesting the outcomes of your life. Now, a lot of things are outside of your control. I get it. Um, we don't have complete power to control everything. Like I could, I could get in a car accident driving home today. And did I manifest that? I don't know, but, um, not everything, not every bit of pain in my life is caused by my behaviors. However, um, how we respond to this world and what we do with what happens in our life absolutely does manifest things in our life. And a lot of the outcomes so we behave in certain ways. We have certain um, things that we do, and I'm just going to talk about a few of them. Um, but the, there are certain attachment issues that we have that we repeat over and over again. You know, it's interesting. I I talk to people, and it's like they're on their third or fourth marriage, and you talk to them about their previous partners and, and they're like, yeah, I keep marrying the same person over and over again. Well, at some point you need to stop focusing on the other person that you're marrying and look at yourself and say, how am I showing up in a relationship that attracts that type of person to me? What type of vibe, what type, type of behaviors do I have when I'm connecting to somebody? Um, some stumbling blocks to really challenging and changing your behaviors is we get in bad habits. There's just some things that we don't change because we we are automatically, our, our brain is programmed to do those things every single day. You know, it's like why the line at Swig is so long because, you know, everybody at three in the afternoon needs a break. And so, They go sit in the line to get a soda or whatever it is. Even though they know it's unhealthy, even though they know they don't want to do it, they do it because it's just what they do. So it's hard to break those habits. Um, Addictions, family patterns, generational patterns of behaviors get passed down. Um, My mom acted a certain way. I act a certain way. And now I'm teaching my kids how to act that way. Even though it's not healthy. And I might be totally unconscious that I'm even doing it, but I'm automatically doing it because it was passed down to me from generations. And so my unconsciousness of it, how it's automated into me can make it really hard to change those behaviors. And that's why I got to look at these outcomes, because if I don't look at the outcomes, then I'm not going to start to take a look at the behaviors that are causing the outcomes. um we are comfortable in our unhealthy behaviors i know that sucks but change is hard and difficult and so rather than facing the pain of change we stay stuck in our unhealthy patterns so that's one reason why we we continue the bad behaviors um <clears throat> Most of us, and thank you for your patience about my voice, you guys. Um, Most of us have massive opportunity to shift the way that we, we show up every day in our lives. What I mean by that is we can change our behaviors. If you don't exercise, you can start exercising. If you don't get good sleep, you can figure out how to get good sleep. If you have relationship problems and attachment issues and you can go to therapy and figure out how to be a healthier person in relationships, you can communicate differently. You can show up with God differently. You can, there's, there's so much opportunity to, to show up differently in your life and these bad habits and addictions and family patterns, they might want to dominate you. But the fact of the matter is, is you have the power inside of you to actually show up differently. And I know if you're listening to this and you're like, well, yeah, easy for you to say, Brandon, I've tried to change my behaviors for years, and I'm stuck, and I can't, and I'm stuck. What well, I hate to tell you is you might, be, you might be stuck, and you have the power within you to actually change your behaviors. You can do it. Um, but there might be a reason why you don't want to, and I'm going to dig down deeper, and we're going to look at that. Um, you're showing up the way you are for a reason. Um, so let's, let's dig underneath the behaviors. And this, I believe is where there's a ton of opportunity, um, for, for change. Okay. Um, what's underneath the behaviors is your paradigm or your perspective or your beliefs. Uh, in other words, it's the lens that you're living in. Um, and, and so as you show up in this world, you see things a certain way, you interpret things a certain way, and you respond as a result of the way that you're seeing things. And so we respond with, um, all kinds of different, all kinds of different healthy and unhealthy behaviors according to how we see things. Let me give you an example. Um, let's say that that I think that. People will hurt me. I have that belief. People will hurt me and they're not trustworthy. So if I have that belief, then my behavior is going to be keeping people at an arm's length, not letting them get too close, not letting them in, and not allowing myself to feel loved and connected to and intimate with another human because I believe that they're going to hurt me. Okay, and what do you know? The outcome of my life is I feel lonely, and I feel disconnected, and I feel sad. Uh, But my belief is that they're going to hurt me, which is driving the behaviors, which is creating the outcome of my life. Um. So, uh, some of the stumbling blocks from changing your beliefs. Um, we believe that life is three-dimensional. What I mean by that is we think that life is just what we see. And the fact of the matter is, is it's not. And when you're open to new ways to look at things, then all of a sudden you can see things that you you couldn't see before. And if you don't believe me, I'm gonna share some things here from from some people who have really discovered ways to look at things differently. <clears throat> Um, Michael Singer, he says, there's nothing more important to true growth than realizing that you are not the voice of the mind. You are the one who hears it. So that automatic voice, that automatic lens, that automatic way that you interpret actually isn't you. Um, but you're the one that actually interprets it, which is pretty cool because that means you can actually change what you're hearing inside of your own head, uh, Victor Frankel, who was a who was stuck in a concentration camp when he wrote this, he said, "Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing: the last of the human freedoms—to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances—to choose one's own way." So what the, what he's saying there is really important. Is no matter what's happened to us, no matter what's gone down, we have an ability to choose our attitude toward it. We have our ability to choose our thoughts about it. Byron Katie, who who has <clears throat> developed a way to change your your paradigm and your thought thinking, um, she says a thought is harmless unless we believe it unless we cling to it and we know that that's the way it always is, it's harmless. It's just a thought. And there's ways to not cling to those thoughts and those beliefs. Um, one more Byron Katie quote. It's not the problem that causes our suffering. It's our thinking about the problem that causes our suffering. Um, I was running a, uh, a group a, a while back and for the group, we were talking about emotions. And so I turned a video on of babies laughing and, um, the, like the women in the group, they started laughing along with the babies and it was really fun. The babies were laughing. Who doesn't laugh at a laughing baby? Right. Um, Well, one woman in the group started to cry, and she got really sad. And so most of the group was laughing with the babies, and she was crying. We were watching the same video. So shouldn't everybody be having the same response? Absolutely not. I don't know how many billion people there are. There's like seven billion in this world. Well, there's seven billion different lenses of this world different views, different perspectives, different understandings of the way the the world is. The woman who was crying as we watched the, the babies laughing had just dealt with some major infertility issues. Now, when you have that little nugget of information, you understand why her perspective is what it is. But you can also see that because of her perspective, she has that sad response to that video. And I'm not saying that she shouldn't. But it's helpful to understand that that response is just coming from a perspective. It's just coming from a paradigm that she's living under and a lens that she's looking through. Here's another one for you. Um, I worked in years with betrayal trauma. I still do. Um, <clears throat> and I work in these really rigid um, kind of religious cultures. And, um, you know, I worked, I worked with one couple where I think he masturbated like twice a year or something. And when he would masturbate, he would quickly feel really guilty and he'd confess to her about it. And it was devastation. It was like the, the world was ending he was breaking deep commandments. He, he was betraying her to the, to the worst degree. And he felt so guilty and shameful and all these things. And it it just rocked their world. Then I have this other friend from Brazil who like looks at porn and masturbates and he, his wife knows all about it and thinks it's fine. And He's really honest and open about it, but like they have no fights and no problems and no issues about it. Uh, they're doing the same thing. Actually, the, my friend in Brazil is actually doing it more um, with less trauma and problems all around it. So what's going on here? It's the perspective. It's the lens that we're looking through. That's creating the reaction. It is so good to become conscious of the way that you view the world. It, if, if you don't, you'll go through your life unconscious and automatic. Your ego and your protective parts will, will dominate most of your life. And you won't know why you are the way you are. And you won't know the power that you have to actually shift your thinking and shift your perspective. Those who understand this principle have the ability to create whatever they want in their life, regardless of their life experiences. The biggest opportunity for change and growth when it comes to trauma and healing is right here. Is when you say, you know what? I'm going to take responsibility and accountability for, for what I think and how I view the world. Okay. So right underneath our perspective, um, is our, is, is what I call our protective parts or our protectors. So, um those are the the voices in our head those are the little um the little things inside of us that say you're unsafe and this is how you deal with fear and usually it's fear around abandonment and rejection but it's also other fears life um this is what you need to do to protect for your own survival and we have these parts inside of us that that start to take over they start to say Okay, this is how you respond to this situation. This is how you respond to that situation. Um, if, you feel, if you feel really stressed and, and uh, frustrated, then, then you need to eat something in order to feel okay. Um, if you feel really resentful and angry, then you need to shut down and not talk to that person. Or if you feel really resentful and angry, then you need to amp up and get aggressive and whatever part is inside of there is there to try to protect you, but it's those things that are talking to you and telling you how you need to respond <clears throat> um and they're 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 inside of us, they're there to protect us um but oftentimes they they create all the suffering that I'm talking about um when, when we have trauma, we have life experiences, it's a lot easier as a child to interpret that as I'm not in an unsafe environment. My parents aren't unhealthy. There just must be something wrong with me. So instead of believing that this isn't safe here, I'm going to believe that I'm broken and that I can change or I can do something different in order to make it right. And that's where those parts come in and they start to take over your identity. They start to help you lose sight of who you actually are and what power you have inside of you. But you know what? Let's not hate on those parts. Um, they're, they're trying to protect you from an unsafe world, one that, one that you'll feel and experience pain in. And so there are ways of trying to start to develop our coping mechanisms for that pain. Problem is, is we get stuck with those parts, and those parts start to develop our paradigm, and they start to create our behaviors, which ultimately end up creating our outcomes in our life. <clears throat> um, and it, in in uh, we call it IFS, internal family systems. Uh, we do parts work where we we start to understand your protective parts and why they're there. And it's really awesome because you can start to practice some real self-compassion. You can start to separate yourself from um, your ego and your protective parts, and you can start to choose what you want to bring to the table instead. All right. So I've kind of gone through this progression, but we're not to the root yet. Okay. So as we're digging down, Again, we're looking at the symptoms of your life. We're looking at the behaviors. Underneath the behaviors are the beliefs right there are the protective parts. Those protective parts and those beliefs have been developed because of your trauma, your life experiences. Guess what? We all have it. We all, nobody can get through this life without experiencing some kind of trauma some of us have bigger trauma some of us have more what i call big t trauma some of us have more little t trauma we all have trauma big t trauma are the big events that really hurt us that we really remember like a big t trauma event is like when my dog got run over right in front of me a big t trauma to a to an 11 year old Um little t trauma or other things like uh, maybe dad worked too much and you just felt disconnection there. Um, maybe you had a mom who couldn't connect on an emotional level with you. Or maybe you had 10 siblings and you got lost in the mix. And, you know, your parents just couldn't. Um, The best little T trauma example that I've heard is my dad was too good. He was too perfect. He was the best. And now I grow up and I just realize I can't be him. And I comparing myself to this man that I cannot be. Even the good stuff turns into some trauma. We all have trauma. We all have life experiences. And we all have life experiences that have led to some kind of fear and some kind of shame. So when we're young, when we're really young, we, we're we just wild and free. But then trauma comes in, fear comes in, shame comes in, and we start to interpret the world. Facing your trauma can be overwhelming. It can be scary. Um, your fight or flight responses, um, fight, flight, or freeze, they will kick off. Your limbic system will try to protect you. From having to deal with that pain and that trauma because it's so hard to face. John Eldridge says, a wound unfelt is a wound unseen. We all have wounds. Through those wounds, that's where the light enters. That's where we actually figure out who we are. You know, you think about a crack in the pavement. A crack in the pavement is where plants can grow. Without that crack, no plant's going to grow. So good for our wounds. I hate to say this, but I'm wounding my children. I'm trying not to, but I'm their dad. I'm going to wound them. And those wounds can either bless them because they'll practice a growth mindset in their life, or those wounds can lead to this suffering that I've been talking about, and it can destroy them. trauma can be too difficult and too scary to face. And, and we need to be ready to do it um, when uh, when it's time. But a lot of people spend their whole life not even coming close to looking at what they've been through in their life and why they are the way that they are, which makes me sad because it takes a lot of the opportunity that they have to step into their power away I don't want to face my, peer, my fear. Everything was fine. Everything's okay. I don't have any problems, as they drink, you know, their eighth beer for the day. I don't have any problems as they yell at their spouse because they feel so insecure. I don't have any problems as they have problems with all of their relationships with their family and their children. You see what I'm saying? Like they don't want to go there. They don't want to they don't want to deal with it. And that's how a lot of people live. And it's those that come up to the symptoms of their life that are in so much suffering that they say, "You know what? Screw this. I'm going to look at it. Forget it. I'm done. My spouse is about to leave me." my world is falling apart. Fine. Like, let's deal with the pain. Sometimes we have to get that broken down before we're ready to say, okay, um, I'm ready. I'll I'll step into whatever I, I need to step in. The pathway past something, past pain is through it. You can't turn your back to it and you can't jump around it. Trauma is like a fish hook stuck in your hand. And as much as you try to pull it out and avoid going through it, the only way to deal with it is to push it through. I know that sounds scary, but when you do push it through and you cut that barb off, there's huge relief and there's huge growth. Facing trauma opens up possibilities, and and this is what's really, really cool. If you're living in resentment and anger toward your parents, if you're just mad about the way the world has kind of treated you, when you look at your trauma and you go through this pain and you deal with your trauma, you have an opportunity to actually experience some forgiveness It's so interesting that those who really face their trauma have this experience of understanding why that person who hurt them hurt, hurt them, of realizing they're not bad, um, what they did was not okay, but I can see why they did it, and I forgive them. Facing your trauma gives you an opportunity to, to forgive yourself. When you, when you look deep, deep within, instead of saying, I'm just weak, fat, stupid, ugly, an underachiever, you stop and you're like, oh, I can see why I am the way I am. I make sense now. And I love myself. And I'm a fighter and I'm resilient for all the things that I've been through. Facing your trauma creates a whole new perspective. Down at the retreat, we were watching the movie The Shack, and if you haven't seen that movie, you should totally go rent it, but there's a part in it. He had an abusive father who was horrible, and he hated his father. And in the movie, they they go back in time, and they show everything that his father went through while he was growing up. And it made him realize, oh, that's why dad was the way he was. Not okay what dad did to him. But I don't have to just stay stuck in. My dad's a monster. And my dad's horrible because I can see his trauma. Because i worked through my own trauma. All right. um, So let's just walk through really quickly again kind of the backwards process that we just went through. And a lot of times what will happen when you go to therapy or start doing your own work, you'll get stuck on focusing just on the symptoms. Um and even with a the therapist, they'll just, oh, you have an addiction, let's talk about how to how to focus on sobriety, how to focus on not doing that behavior, how to focus, but what's underneath all of that? Um and so if you look at the symptoms of your life and the suffering, That's step number one. Look at the behaviors that are behind the symptoms and the suffering. How are you creating it by the way that you're acting? Look at the beliefs that are driving the behaviors. And here's a hint for you. A lot of times those beliefs are based in fear and shame if you're causing suffering. Um, Understand your paradigm. Understand your perspective. Why are you seeing things the way that you're seeing things? And is that lens working for you? Really quick story on that. Um, This guy was driving horribly, awful. He was riding me. He honked at me and he flipped me off. And I was like, oh, I'm so mad. You know, I'm like, he was so, it was so unjust and not okay. And I was going to catch up to him and set him straight. And as I was like, hitting the gas to catch up to him. My wife said, you know, let's try to change our perspective here. Maybe he's not just a jerk. Maybe he's, he's like just trying to hurry to the hospital to do surgery on a child to save the child. (laughs) I thought, yeah, uh yeah, sure. But just her saying that and changing my thinking changed how I felt and changed how I responded to the situation. So just because she gave me a little glimpse of another perspective, all of my anger and frustration went down, and I realized I don't want to act like him. Now, is what she said true? I don't know. Um, it could be. I doubt it. But it's kind of beside the point. She just changed my angle that I looked at it. Um, <clears throat> all right, so that's our paradigm, our beliefs, our perspective. Underneath that is our protective parts. That's the voice in your head. Um, That's the part inside of you saying, we need to protect you. We need to make sure you survive in this world. And then underneath those protective parts is your actual life experiences and your trauma. Um, And again, we all have trauma. So you have an ability to actually take that trauma that you have and turn it into um, your fertilizer to... Create amazing things in your life. Because you've had these life experiences, however painful they are, um, they can absolutely serve the world and serve your purposes. I just barely got out of a presentation about suicide prevention from a woman whose father committed suicide when she was really young and from a woman who had several suicide attempts herself when she was young. And I look at her, and she gave this awesome, powerful presentation about preventing suicide. And I look at somebody like that, and I'm like, she's taken her crap. She's taken her shit. And instead of getting buried by it and suffocated by it, all the shit that she got piled on, she's dug through that stuff. And she's found some air and she's using it as fertilizer. And now she's blessing the world because of it. And she's been through trauma. But she's so she was so aware of it. And she was so aware of, of how she used to look at it. We all can do that. And as I as I talk about this, if you don't want to, that's okay. But I hope that you do you do eventually get the courage to look at it and say, I don't want the suffering anymore and I want to manifest something different in my life. You guys, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you later.